Welcome to our course on Psalm 1. I'm going to talk about the many ways God is generous to you. But before I do, get yourself a good cup of coffee or tea, pull up a chair, and let's talk a minute. Now, the thing that I know that's special is that right now, right here, right now, God wants to meet your needs, answer your questions, and show you the solutions you need to the problems that you're knee-deep in. Now, thank God for that, right? Well, how do I know that? Well, number one, I got a secret for you. God isn't angry at you. He's not disgusted with you. As a matter of fact, He wants you to ask Him so He can answer you. He wants you to seek Him so you can find the answers you need, and He wants you knocking on that door so He can open to you, and you'll find the mysteries to your questions behind that door and your answers. How does that sound? I'll drink to that. (laughs) I hope you're willing to change your concepts today or you're open to it because to get out of the rut that we get ourselves into, we have to change. I do like this. I actually go up. Sometimes I go up to people being hard-headed, and I say, look, you need to tighten that screw right there a little. Uh, It's so wonderful because when you change your concepts, you're going to change your destiny. And Psalm 1 is going to really help us in this. You know, not only will we change our destiny, we'll change our results, our relationships, everything changes. If you get Psalm 1 today, which is so simple, and the first of everything is important. It's so simple. It's so refreshing. And I can't wait to share it together with you. Now listen, listen. we're going to do it together. I like that word, together, together. (laughs) The carpenter sang, we've only just begun. I sing it almost every morning. I baptize that song. It is, go try it sometime. The words are perfect. To share so many promises together. Yeah, together with the Lord. Together, together with each other. Psalm 1 is about a lot of things, but one of the things it's about is prosperity. And there is a process and a cost to receive that. It is not automatic. So let's discover why the shepherd King David wrote the first psalm. And why it became number one, you know how many psalms there are. There are 150. So this one found its way to number one. I was going to throw in the 150th too, but uh, today we're going to stick with one. But the beginning and the ending of anything is all important. So this is this simple six-verse psalm. If you can, please go get your Bible. And here's the king's opening statement. How happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Wow. What a simple but absolutely clear statement. Now, I want you to know it's religious language when 
King James and all the others copied them say, uh, how blessed is the man. Listen, that, that's a religious word from the 1500s. They didn't talk how blessed. No, you know what they said? How happy, how joyful, how delighted is the person, not just a man, man and woman, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or path of sinners or seed of scoffers. Now, let me stop on this word about scoffers here just for a minute. Do you know what a scoffer is? Well, a scoffer is a mocker. They mock everything. They second-guess everything. They bully everyone with their opinions. You know, all this stuff in the news today, uh, you know, that children bullying children, people bullying people on the Internet, that's, that's pretty much what a scoffer is. I've noticed that in all countries, but I found a new twist to this, and I want to share it with you. I I think this is all important. Who do you talk to the most? Now, this is a little deviation, but it's okay because you need it. Who do you talk to the most? That's the question. (laughs) What's your answer? Well, if you answered correctly, you said to myself, I talk to myself the most. We talk to ourselves a great deal. And one of our great problems is that about 70% of our thoughts are negative. So that means that two-thirds of our thoughts are negative. And most of them are over unfulfilled expectations. Now, why am I interrupting this flow of this first verse in Psalm 1 to tell you that? I'll tell you why, because guess who you mock the most? Guess it's you, who you scoff at the most? Yeah, that's right. The answer is you. You. You mock yourself. You scoff, your, scoff yourself. This is a brand new revelation to me. Well, I mean... Not today, but I'm talking about, you know, I just got back from nine countries. Listen, I was flying back and and talking to a a married woman who was standing in line at American Airlines with me, and we trying to catch an earlier flight. And she said, well, what do you do? Well, and I just didn't know what I I said. Keep it simple. I didn't say I was a well-coached coach or anything. I said, well... I deal with people's expectations. I deal with concepts governing behavior. And I said, how are you doing? Just off the cuff, very politely, friendly conversation. I said, I said, how are you doing with your self-talk? Do you talk to yourself? She said, oh, of course. And I said, well, how, how are you treating yourself? Oh, she said, oh, I'm extremely hard on myself. She didn't even hesitate. Now, men are a little slower because, you know, they they— they live in their caves, we live in our caves, and we want to be right. But women, boy, they'll go right to it. I've, I've never had one that didn't admit how hard they were on themselves. So the twist here I'm leaving with you today is happy, joyful, delighted is the person that doesn't only not talk to scoffers, but they quit scoffing and mocking themselves. We're talking about King David in the very first psalm. What an honor. 150 psalms, and this little six-verse jewel ends up as number one. 
So the second verse, there's only six verses, like I said. King David says that once you've gotten away from your old relationships, you've changed your path, and you've come into your new relationships, which obviously means you've begun to change your concepts because your behavior is going to change. Your behavior can't change unless your concepts change. So David says this, his delight, the man or woman who walks with the Lord, their delight is in the law of the Lord and in the Lord's law. Now that's instruction. It's not like taking a legal course. It's the Lord's instruction. It's the Lord's directions. It's the Lord's guidance. They call all of that very heavy-handedly. It sounds sometimes the law, (laughs) but it's the instruction of God. Aren't you glad he wants to instruct us? Wow. What does that mean? We delight. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Delight means willingly take pleasure in his direction, in his instruction of the Lord. And daily, daily meditates on it, day and night. Last night, I got up about 4 a.m., and I'd been working on a verse, and I could somehow or not, I woke up thinking about it, and I couldn't remember the second half. I got up out of bed, went to my office, and I'm, this is part of my office I'm talking to you from. And I found the verse and read that second half and said, oh, good, I need it. And I went back to sleep. But I, it delighted me so much, his direction and instruction, that I thought it was so wonderful and fabulous and helpful for me to have my own new life. I spend two or three hours every day trying to make myself more current, more understanding of what the Lord is trying to impart to me. People sometimes tell me I'm his mouthpiece, and you know what that means? That means the Lord has to fill my mouth with what he wants me to say and how happy I am when I get to read Scripture because I know exactly what he's saying. And I say, well, if I have to interpret this for people, then, then good, but Lord, you're going to have to be my interpretation. And then I can point you to the Lord, and He can help. You can go straight to Him, and He'll further help you. You know, if you don't look both ways before you cross the street, well, think of what may happen to you. And so, the instruction of the Lord so often is just like saying, uh, <clears throat> "Excuse me, you know, maybe it'd be real good if you." Look before you cross the street. Maybe it'd be real good if you thought about what you're about to do one more time and get my direction and get my guidance. But anyway, we've been, I want you to start meditating on and, and thinking, imagining that you're seeking the Lord's goodness and generosity right now. Now, another problem, I tell you that everything's going down pretty fast. I meet people all over the world that I counsel, and they say to me, I know that the Bible says that God's generous, but I really, I really, I see my grandparents doing well, and then they had a hard time, and I just can't believe that God is generous. 
but I know I should. So wait a minute. So I want you to let's let's change some concepts. Let's imagine right now we're seeking the Lord's goodness and generosity. And picture behind me, you probably can't see the lake in that picture, but let's just assume behind me is a big body of water. And uh, you're going to go and get a supply from it. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you going to go to that lake, that ocean behind me, and with this, and that's the supply you're going to get? No, but that's what we do with God's gener- generosity. Oh, well, we, yeah, just put a little in here. <laughs> I don't want to get wet. I want to have to go deep to fill up a fire hydrant. Wow. So do, are you getting this now? I want you to imagine seeking God's generosity and goodness. And that leads me right before I read this verse to Romans 12, 2, which says, and this is what Paul's saying, David's way, something like this. Do not be conformed, shaped, molded into the image of this world, but be ye transformed, metamorphosis, change your mind. It's from the uh, caterpillar to the butterfly, uh, Transform your mind, the metamorpho of your mind, so that you might know and delight and enjoy and mature in the good will of God, that you might prove that it's good for your life. Well, now that's a little diversion, but they really go together. Now, David says, let's read Psalm uh, 1, verse 3 together. And here we go. You know, I don't really worry about the way some people have twisted the scriptures or have certainly been misunderstood or made themselves hard to understand about this word prosper. But here it is in Psalm 1, verse 3. And so let's don't be afraid of it. Let's just take it in context. And that man or woman that has fulfilled what is said in verse 1 and 2 that we've read together, will come, will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water which yields their fruit, their value, their reward to others in its season. And its leaf, the leaf of that tree, that you and I want to become like, firmly planted by streams of living water. Wow. That's a whole lot like Psalm 23 when David said, my cup runneth over, right? We're going to be like a tree planted by streams of water that yield their value, their reward in its season. And that leaf does not wither, fade, or fail. And in whatever that person does, very simply said, they prosper. Wow. In three verses, King David tells you how to prosper, advance, come to maturity. Don't forget, prosperity is about a whole lot more than money. I mean, it's about living a happy life, isn't it? Also, so David says... He does his results from choosing the direction and instruction of God's word and counsel 
because such people prosper both spiritually and materially. Wonderful. Sometimes we forget David's path and wander away in the wilderness, but the Lord, let the Lord call us back, even call you back like he did the prodigal, if that's where you are right now. Sometimes we can get far away from that prosperity of the Lord spiritually and materially, but the Lord wants us back. Now I want to close with the last verse. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Can you hear me? The Lord knows the way of the righteous. And he's not harsh. But the way of the wicked will perish. Now, I know, I believe that you're not wicked, nor do you really want to be. So my friends... If you've got to wander back, however you're going to get back, come on. You're meant to be the tree firmly planted by God's streams of provision and living water. And I have confidence that we can come back together. We're in this together. Together. Carpenters. Together. (laughs) Now listen. This is Rob Saunders. I've enjoyed being with you. But with all my heart, these different courses that I've done on concepts governing behavior, I know will change your life if you'll just give them a chance. I'm not doing this to hear myself talk. I'm here telling you that love and laughter and a new destiny can be yours. Not not just a new destination but a new destiny. Oh, dear friends, receive these words. It's been my joy to be with you. All the best to you. See you soon. Thank you for your time. I've so enjoyed sharing today's episode with you. To learn so much more about true happiness our coaching programs, and our video courses. Please join me at wealthcoachcoach.com. Look forward to talking to you soon.